I'm going. <clears throat> okay, hey, let, let's start here first. We're going to start here in First uh, Corinthians chapter First uh, Corinthians chapter ten, and oh, uh, re- remember this this Corinthian. That's a place. Okay, it's over. You know, in the, uh, off the Mediterranean. But anyway, it was a letter. And let me go to chapter one here, just a second, so you can see. It's just like any letter. They tell you who it's to. So let's read this just a second. First, from Paul. Chosen by God. He's just saying, hey, you know, hey, I'm, this is Paul, in case you don't remember who I am, you know, whatever. Anyway, chosen to be, it's, 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 the King James Version says a special missionary, and this is just kind of putting it in Alabama language for us. Chosen by God to be Jesus Christ's missionary, and from Brother Sosthenes, that's another guy, we'll just call him Steve, we're not used to some of these names, we're used to Paul, but never heard of Sosthenes, I'm sure you don't know anybody named that. Notice this, to, who's it to? The Christians in Corinth, ah, Corinth. We have a Corinth Mississippian. Guess where it got its name from? Same place. These are all biblical things. We live in the Bible Belt. There's Bethel, Alabama. There's all kind of places. And anyway, anyway. Invited by God to be his people. That's important. It's not a selfish thing. You know, we are his people. In other words, like it's not just one-sided. He's also our God. And when you think about him being our God, we're going to go back and look at some of these stories and we'll go, oh my goodness. Oh, wow. Now I know I can have confidence because what he did back then, he's, he'll do for us today. So it's a two-way street here. And sometimes in this Bible Belt, we feel like it's all just, oh, i gotta, I got to keep my cool. Well, hold on a minute. Jesus didn't keep his cool when he ran him out of the temple. Where are you getting this from? See, you're always putting yourself down when you think about that kind of stuff. Don't be thinking about that kind of stuff. Well, God's upset with me because I raised my voice. <laughs> where are you getting this from? I tell you where you're getting it from. You're getting it from psychology that has crept into our churches. And a lot of ministers, instead of doing what we're doing this morning, looking at the scriptures, they're teaching psychology. Sounds good and whatever, and be nice, be a better person. The focus is on the Lord. We need to learn about Him so we can have our faith in Him. We're all going to be better people. Trust me, you'll be a better person. Okay, to the Christians, well, look at this. See where it gets us. Invited by God to be His people, made acceptable to Him by Jesus Christ, and all Christians everywhere. Now we know why this made the Bible. Oh, and before we leave that, notice this. Uh, look at this, verse 3. Uh, well, it says, whoever calls on the Lord Jesus Christ. But may God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you all his blessings. Now, did you catch that? He said, all his blessings. Oh, so many times we vote and decide, you know, well, I can't have this one. Dustin gets this one, but I don't. And you'll notice every time you'll always say someone else gets it, and you'll never say you do. So that you should smell something wrong right there. Why are you always saying everybody else gets these blessings? You're supposed to fight for these things and say, these blessings are mine. Because there you go. There's one of them right there. Uh, okay. Uh, before I go any further down that line, I want to show you, since we're on that blessing kick for a moment, look at this. Uh, look at this. Same thing, dear Christians, at Ephesus, another town, okay? Paul writing to you, look at this. May his blessings be used. Look at this. How we praise God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every blessing in heaven because we belong to Christ. Now your ears should perk up and think, wait a minute, what has happened in this wonderful book called the Bible? Yeah, guess what? Every one of these blessings is yours. Hallelujah. So it's great on your own personal reading that you look up and see what you find in the Bible and say, you know, praise the Lord, I have that too. It's also wonderful that we're all here this morning and we're looking at these things too, so we're going to focus on uh, uh, what belongs to us. Now watch this. Remember, 
I like to tease about these things or fables and stuff. It's just, ah, somebody made this up. Well, they're getting in way over their head. Look at this. This is in the 10th chapter of 1 Corinthians in this letter. We must never forget. That's the reason we're going through this. And what's fun about reading the Bible is you go, I read that a month ago and I, I, I still don't know how I missed that. Because you keep seeing things over and over again in these wonderful stories. You don't just know Daniel in the lion's den and you know, well, it was lions and Daniel. That's over with. Go back and read it again and you'll go, I had no idea that happened. Something that you'll see there and you'll go, praise the Lord. Okay, never forget, dear brothers, what happened to our people in the wilderness long ago. Doesn't that sound like something we're supposed to be working on? Never forgetting. We're going to go right back and see some of these things in a moment. God guided them along by sending a cloud that moved along ahead of them. Now, I'll tell you this. In my upbringing, in Sunday school, and I was taught that I knew all this. I didn't recall any of this. I, I, a cloud? What? I never heard of that. Yeah, there was a cloud. It wasn't like, well, you're on your own. You're away from Pharaoh now. Pharaoh's dead, by the way, and the whole army. But you're on your own. A lot of fun making it to the promised land. And then they got this leader up there named Moses. So I guess he led them. No, he didn't. There was a cloud out there. Moses was just a spokesman that he heard from the Lord and the Lord would speak through him. And matter of fact, when it all got started, the people were like, oh, no, no. Because at the mountain of Mount Sinai, it was burning with fire and God was speaking. And they said, uh, you just talk to him. We don't want, we don't want to listen to him because we think he's going to kill us. They were so afraid, you know. And that was an awesome story. I mean, it's like, you know, we think of Star Wars. <gasps> woo, Star Wars, woo, woo. And you read the Bible, this is better than Star Wars. Star Wars can't even come close to this. That mountain is referenced in the New Testament. It was blazing on fire, and yet it wasn't consumed. Okay, so here we go. Whoops. Get a little error right there. <clears throat> Get back to moving my stuff here. These things are clear out of the way. Okay, we must never forget God guided them by sending a cloud that moved along ahead of them. And he brought them all safely, look at that, through the waters of the Red Sea. You know, they didn't. we were talking about engineers this morning. They didn't need to have engineers going, you know, we need to brace up that water. I don't know if God's miracles are going to work too good. It was fine. Can you imagine the kids walking through there too going, Mama, Daddy, wow, it's like going to the natatorium. Wow, <laughs> man. Is that a killer whale? Yeah, one. I mean, mercy. This might be called their baptism. Both in sea, look at that, and cloud. Now, what was the purpose of the cloud? It was a cloud by day and fire by night. Okay, so if you think about it, it's air conditioning. And they had heat at night, too. Fantastic. Plus, they had the awesome, it scared all the other nations. They saw this, too, and they were like, I ain't messing with those folks. Whoa. And people are not going to mess with you either because, especially in this world we live in right now with all this terrorism going on and stuff, and I have concealed carry, I have a pistol and stuff, thank the Lord for that, you know. But the, I can only look this direction. I can't look behind me and stuff, and this is what's so great. We trust the Lord. He'll protect you 360 all around your life. Anyway, look at this. Uh, as followers of Moses, their commitment to him as their leader, and by a miracle... God sent them food to eat and water to drink there in the desert. Now, we're going to get into this today. This is, and every bit of that has to do with trusting the Lord. And remember, we can throw our trust away in a second. We're going to heaven. You hear it as much as I do when you try to tell people about blessings of the Lord. Oh, I, I, I trust the Lord. You don't think I pray? I know you pray. I know you love the Lord. I know y'all know this in this room. 
But many times people, they confuse faith with the Muhammad faith or the Jesus faith, the Jew faith. No, we're talking about simply calming down and trusting that the Lord will take care of us for whatever's bugging you today. By miracle, he sent them food to eat and water to eat and a drink in the desert. They drank water from uh, that, excuse me, they drank water that Christ gave them. Well, I didn't know Jesus was way back then. Yes, he's the same Lord. The Bible says he became flesh and dwelt among us. It wasn't just like, well, well, the Lord's born. Huh? We're, we're, we were here for him. No, he wasn't. He told a crowd one day. He said, before Abraham was, I am. <clears throat> That's the reason on the Mount of Transfiguration, he didn't have to introduce himself to Moses. Say, hey, I'm Moses. I haven't seen you while Elisha. Oh, yeah, oh I've been, I heard a lot about you. The three of them were together. They knew each other. Moses and Jesus and Elijah. In, uh, that's in uh, <clears throat> oh, Matthew chapter 17. Okay, back here to 1 Corinthians 10, verse 5. Uh, let's see. Actually, verse 4. They drank, rock that, they drank the water that Christ gave them. He was there uh, with them as a mighty rock of spiritual refreshment. Wow, look at that. Anyway, yet all of this, most of them did not obey God, and, and he destroyed them in the wilderness. Okay. Uh, this lesson we learned that we must not desire evil things as they did, nor worship idols as they did. The scriptures tell us the people sat down to eat and drink, and they got up to dance and worship of the golden calf. What was that? Well, it was a fairy tale. It never happened. No, it really did happen. Anyway, okay. Now, let's back up here to... Uh, I want to go now back to, let's see, let's see, let me close this down. And let's pick up where we left off. We just, we just got, uh, Moses got him through, the Lord did, but we'll call it Moses. Just got him through the, uh, uh, through the Red Sea. In other words, the, the water was, like I say, a big old walls of water. Let's look at the last part of the 14th chapter. Uh, here it is, the last part. This is Exodus 14. Look at verse 30. Thus Jehovah saved Israel that day from the Egyptians, and all the people of Israel saw the Egyptians did, washed up on the seashore. When the people of Israel saw the mighty miracle the Lord had done for them against the Egyptians, they were afraid, and they revered the Lord, and believed him and his servant Moses. Well, for a little bit, because you know, you're first, and you do the same thing if you don't trust the Lord. First time you have a little difficulty, you're like, this stuff doesn't work. I mean, come on, I, I, I win some, lose some. No, hold on, hold on. Uh, let me pick another verse just a second. This is like the Gettysburg Address. It's a recap, Deuteronomy. It's chapter 1. It's a recap. This book records Moses' address to the people of Israel when they were, this is a real date and time, okay. He said the speech was given on February 15th, 40 years after the people left Mount Horeb. Now, we're studying this morning, looking at uh, 40 years prior to this. this. This happened 40 years later. Moses is still alive. Now, He's recapping a little bit of stuff, but I want to jump down here to where he mentioned something about coming out of Egypt. Here it is. He said, don't be afraid of them. This is when they got to the promised land. He's rehearsing that they got scared. They said, what God do? Take us all the way out here to get killed? Now, that's just blindness on their part. They forgot how God totally destroyed Egypt for them. Their kids, their, all their male kids were being killed. Thrown into the river. Uh, the Nile. God got them all the way out, and they go, well, there's a couple of giants in the land. We can't do this. Oh, no. No wonder they wound up staying for 40 years in the wilderness. But anyway, now they're right at the verge coming back again. Here they go. 
So anyway, he says, but I said, don't be afraid of them, Moses said. The Lord God is your leader. He will fight for you, look at this, with his mighty miracles, just as you saw him do in Egypt. Well, Richard says, I wasn't there. Wait a minute. I got a copy of it. I can read it. I was there. I get to read it. So I'm just as guilty as these guys when they got to the promised land. If I start going, I don't know how God's going to get me out of this trouble. I don't know. I don't know. You can't do that. The Bible says it's impossible to please God without faith. Now, that's daily faith, not believing that he is a God. The devils do that, the scripture says, and tremble. I mean, anybody can do that. Oh, I believe there's a God. But what people can't do, or is the willingness part of, is saying, I will make it today. I will survive. You know, I will get over this pain in my back. I will be blessed financially. I will arrive from point A to point B safely. You know, instead of, well, whatever will be, will be. No, 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 no. All right, back to this. Look what he says here, just as you saw him do in Egypt, and you know how he has cared for you again and again in the wilderness. Look at this phrase, just as God, just as a father cares for his child. Anyway, he says, but nothing I said did any good. But let's stay with the good stuff for us. God took care of them just as a father takes care of his child. All right, now here we go. They just got through the Red Sea. Guess what? They run out of water. Oh, no. Mean old God, isn't it? Not mean old nothing. Look at this. First, before we get there, uh, they had a nanny. Okay, the, the Egyptians were totally drowned. The verse prior to this, this is Exodus 15. The last verse of chapter 14 was, all of the armies of Egypt were destroyed. and The water came rushing back. If you ever want to get a good picture of this, just go to Gunnersville Dam and go look at the low side and the high side. And you think of what would happen if you were on that low side and the dam broke. Man. Talk about running for cover. Ooh. But praise the Lord. You and I, we went through on dry ground. So here they go. The Moses and the people, Exodus 15, verse 1. They sang this song to the Lord. Woo! Which is good. Look what they said. I will sing unto the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. He's thrown both the horse and the rider into the sea. Oh, and me. No, not you. He threw the bad guys. The, look at this. The Lord was my strength. No, he is my strength. This is what's so great about it. My song, my salvation. And when you read the book of Psalms, you'll see these same words. It doesn't ever change. Now we change sometimes day to day, minute by minute. I believe God. I'm scared. I believe God. And that's okay. Just keep correcting yourself and go, I'm trusting the Lord. Mm, Okay. So anyway, he is my God and I will praise him. Wow. He's my father's God. In other words, Dustin could say, you know, that the Lord is dad, his dad's God, you know. That's all they're saying here. Look at this. Jehovah, the Lord is, my, is, my, is a warrior. His name is Jehovah. Uh, Jehovah is his name. He's overthrown Pharaoh's chariots and armies. Now, what good is this song? Well, you ever had a test in college and you make up some stupid little list? My little light bulb does this. And that was the pattern you needed for the test. You memorize things and stuff like that. Sometimes you put things in songs or whatever. This is a song that never ends. I mean, I can quote that one because it's such a silly song. Well, you can quote these verses and realize the Lord's your help because these made it into a song. Okay. Drowning them in the sea. He overthrew the chariots of of Pharaoh. Okay. The famous Egyptian captains are dead beneath the waves. See how they're they're pointing out the thing. They thought they were toast. It was not like, I can't believe we made it this far. These were brilliant people that wanted them dead. Brilliant people. They were not a bunch of bozos. 
Now, compared to dealing with having to fight against the Lord, they were, but boy, the waters covered them. They went down to the depths like a stone. Your right hand, O Lord, is, is glorious in power. It dashes the enemy to pieces in greatness of your majesty. You overthrew all those who rose against you. You sent forth your anger and consumed them as fire consumes straw. Now, let me stop here a moment. Most of the time, we think this is us. No, it's not us. It's Pharaoh and his army. We're the Lord's people. So when you read the Bible, <clears throat> quit assuming, even when you read the book of Psalms sometimes, you'll see, oh, the bad guy's going to do this, the bad guy's, that's all. That's not you. When David writes a psalm, it's always I, 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 I. Always put yourself in that psalm. The Lord is my shepherd. Okay, just pointing that out because sometimes we think, oh, yeah, watch out, the Lord may blast me. No, he's not. At the blast of your breath, the water's divided. Of course, that was a fairy tale, you know. Boy, we are dealing with some serious lies here. Oh, no, it wasn't it? Look at that. They stood as solid walls to hold the sea apart. So it wasn't shallow water, was it? Okay. Anyway, the enemy said, I will chase after them. I'll catch them. I'll destroy them. I'll cut them apart with my sword and divide the captured booty. That's what they were saying. But guess what? You don't have to worry. The Lord is there to help you. But the Lord blew his wind and the sea covered them. Now, the story was just the chapter before. Now, it makes sense that they're having a fit here singing like crazy. They were having the greatest celebration. But as you'll see, I mean, one day leads to another. Anyway, the bad guys, they sank as lead to the mighty, in the mighty waters. Who is the Lord among our gods? This is that song, Who is God besides our Lord? You know, who is like unto thee, O glorious among the gods? This is where that song comes from. Who is awesome in splendor? Oh, 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 oh. It means he was a wonder working. No, it said he is a, and that's what we should look for the wonder working every day, especially when we're hurting or whatever. Just tell the Lord, golly, Lord, my back is hurting and you are a wonder working God or my eyes are not seeing good. I'm blurry today or, or I'm about out of gas and I, I should have stopped, but it's too late now. I got 10 more miles. How am I going to make it? The Lord's going to cause me to make it. He will. He will. Look for it. You reached out your hand and the earth and swallowed them. You've led your people. Look at this. You redeemed. But your loving kindness, you have guided them wonderfully to your holy land. That's what he was doing. Take them to the promised land. The nations heard what happened and they trembled. Now, where did they get that from? They're not dummies. They could see the Moabites up on the mountains and they heard little people come running around and going, Oh, hi. I'm, a, uh, I'm an Ammonite. I need to go back and... Ooh, wow, I can't believe this. And he, the Ammonite guy would run back and tell the Ammonite nation what happened. Everybody knew what was going on. Plus, that's a pretty bright fire out there. How'd you put that thing in the sky? Well, it, it was, this was not black magic or something, something you could reinvent. This was God at night, a cloud by day and a whew, pillar of fire by night. Look at this. The, well, here they are. Fear gripped the people of Philistia. The leaders of Edom were appalled. The mighty men of Moab tremble. All of Canaan, that's, they're going to the promised land. Everybody is scared out of their minds of the Israelites. Because why? God is on their side and God's on your side. What can we say? 1 John chapter 4, verse 4. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Remember that? Then you also have, God's not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and love and a sound mind. Paul wrote that to Timothy. Tread and ter no, terror and dread have overcome them. O oh Lord, because of your great power, look at that. 
They won't attack us. Praise the Lord. Look at this. Your people whom you purchased. Now remember, this is a song. Oh, oh, that's right. Songs are only good for one day. Then they pass away. No, they're not. You put them into music. They're every day, anytime you want to sing them. You will bring them and plant them on your mountain, your own homeland, Lord. A sanct- the sanctuary you made for them to live in. Jehovah shall reign forever and ever. The, the horses of Pharaoh, his ch- uh, horsemen and his chariots, they tried to follow through the sea, but the Lord let down the walls of water on them while the people of Israel walked through on dry, dry land. Wow. Now here's some history. Then, in other words, time frame. Now remember, this, this just broke. Water's just... They sang this song. Now Miriam, who is actually Moses's, well, it's also sister of Aaron. They were all brother and sister. She took a tambourine. We got one over there somewhere. Led the women. Oh my gosh. Can't have no dancing. And have you seen little kids? You play a little music. Nobody taught these little kids. I mean, just we're talking not even 12 months old. And they're doing this. You know, they're happy. They're happy. Who wouldn't be happy here? Bye-bye slavery. Remember they were making them make uh, bricks and they didn't even give them enough straw to do it and they said you get your quotas together and they were beating them with whips. It was horrible. <sighs> Sing to the Lord for he's triumphed gloriously. The horse and the rider have been drowned into the sea. I repeat, repeat, repeat. That's because it, remember these miracles are for us today. Man, I want to hear it over and over again. Because the troubles I face this week, I'm glad I have this. Anyway, then Moses led the people of Israel. That was the end of that song. He led them from, uh, on from the Red Sea. They moved to the wilderness. Uh-oh. Three days without water. Now, remember, these things happen for an example for us. We can learn something. When they got to, we'll just say, Montgomery, they couldn't drink the water because it was bitter. Well, the, Lord's, the Lord made it bitter. So you learn to know what good water tastes like. In other words, if you have a car wreck, you wanted to be able to know what it felt like to have a car wreck and be sympathetic to those who have car wrecks. Please, I'm still thinking about the Red Sea coming back and forth. Unless I start whining like that. The people turned against Moses. Man. But I think, you know, the Lord's merciful, Okay. The people turned against Moses. Notice what it said. Must we die of thirst? Oh, oh, really? Really? I mean, come on. He did all these miracles. There was light in the land of Goshen. Not even a dog barked. There was no plague that bothered any of them in the land of Goshen. Now he's bringing them out here. Uh, that, is God schizophrenic? Sometimes we think that way. If we let ourselves. Well, I, I, I had a blessing financially yesterday, but I need another one today. and I don't want to bother God. But then secretly you're complaining to him. Don't. Begin to say, Lord, you cast that Egyptian Pharaoh into the sea. You let me out with a lot of gold and silver. You gave me plenty of clothes and stuff. And, and by golly, even though this water tastes like, mm, you don't know what, <laughs> I'm waiting for a miracle. That's not what they did here. They said, we won't bring that here to die. Moses, look what he did. Moses, see, Moses did the right thing. He said, Lord, help him. And the Lord showed him a tree to throw in the water. And the water became sweet. Now some people go, wow, there you go. It's that vitamin stuff. Yeah. The tree was the, and we know the humpy dumpy tree is what you're supposed to use. It. No, it's trust in the Lord. You would have never thought of this. 
Matter of fact, one time, he, he didn't throw a tree in. He took his rod and went, bam, hit the rock. And water came out. He actually did that twice. He did it in another place. So anyway, the water became sweet. Months later, no, it was right then. So who took care of him? Like a father taking care of his child. It was there at, we'll say, Montgomery, that is Mara, but anyway, that the Lord laid before them the following conditions to test their commitment to him. If you'll listen to the voice of the Lord your God and obey it and do whatever's right, then I will not make you suffer the diseases that I sent on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. Where'd that come from? Look at that. The Lord will heal you. Praise the Lord. And they came to Elam, we'll just say Op, Alabama, whatever. And there were 12 springs. Now, for, boy, we call this a boondoggle in the government. We go on a trip. We're going to have a convention in Vegas. So what? Look at this. The next place they stopped, they were at the 12 springs, 70 palm trees, and they camped there beside the springs. I don't hear anybody saying there wasn't any water. Praise the Lord. Right into the 16th chapter. We'll stop here. Watch, watch how quickly we get through this. Okay, they left that place and they journeyed to the Sinai wilderness between Elam and Mount Sinai. In other words, real places. They arrived there on the 15th day of the second month after leaving Egypt. So there's your time frame. It's only been a month and a, two months and a half since the last time they ever saw Pharaoh. Uh-oh, here they go again. The people spoke bitterly against Moses and Aaron. Gee whiz. Oh, that we were back in Egypt brother and that the Lord just killed us there for there we had plenty to eat and he's brought us out here in the wilderness to kill us with starvation wow Woo. can you imagine that all these wonderful miracles but yet they quit and sometimes in our believing today that's what we say well no, no, the Lord just you know the Lord's you never know what God's going to do yes you do he's going to take care of you the Lord said to Moses I'm going to rain down food from heaven for them Everyone can go out each day. Now watch this. This is about the manna, but watch trusting the Lord. Because this is so important to realize our daily trust in the Lord. And that's what we're just really looking at this morning. I'm going to rain down food from heaven. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. How many times have you heard this in America? Say, oh, you think God's just going to rain it out of the sky? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Man, I've, I've found money in different places. All of a sudden, I found money that I had. I didn't know I had, you know. I, it is literally raining out of the skies. Okay, everyone can go out each day. Are you sure? And you're going to realize these people did not trust the Lord. The Lord was saying, I will provide for you every day. And guess what they did? They still were like, I don't know if he's going to give me some tomorrow. So they tried to grab more. And God was saying, I'm going to bless you every day. You're going to have plenty. Let's read it. Here's what he says. I'm going to rain down food from heaven. Everyone can go out each day, gather as much food as he needs. And I'll test them in this. Why is he going to test them? To see whether or not they'll follow my instructions. In other words, see whether or not they're going to truly trust me. And watch, they won't. Uh, here's what happened. Tell them, now look at this. Tell them to gather twice as much as usual on the sixth day. Well, that's because the seventh day was the Sabbath. Okay. Day of rest there. Anyway, Moses and Aaron called the meeting of the people of Israel, told them, this evening you'll realize the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Wow. In other words, kind of like every day, the Lord's reminding you, yeah, really? Okay. In the morning, you'll see, you'll see more of his glory. For he heard your complaints against them. For you, for you aren't really complaining against us. Who are we? The Lord gave, will give you meat to eat in the, in the evening and bread in the morning. Come now uh, before Jehovah and, 
hear his reply to your complaints. So Aaron called together, called them together suddenly out toward the wilderness from the, there it is, the guiding cloud. And there appeared the awesome glory of Jehovah. Wow. And Jehovah said to Moses, I've heard their complaints. Tell them in the evening you'll have meat. And in the morning you'll be stuffed with bread. And you'll know I'm Jehovah your God. Now remember there were no Wendy's. There were no Burger Kings. There was nothing out there. That's, that's the reason all this stuff is really just awesome. And the Lord doesn't take you out somewhere and go, oh, fall apart. I, I, I was planning on going to Birmingham. My car broke down on the side of the road. Oh, Lord. Look for the miracle. I mean, a Maserati should just drive up and say, here's the keys. I mean, you should look for that miracle. Instead of going, well, I don't know why the Lord did this to me. I mean, I don't know. <sighs> wow. Look at that. Verse 13. That evening, where'd them quail come from? <laughs> I don't know, but I want some barbecued. Man, look at this. That, oh, notice he said you're going to be stuffed with bread. Okay, so here we go. Uh, where did it go? Look at this. That evening, vast numbers of quail arrived, covered the camp. Man, can you imagine if you had kids? You're like, go get us a couple. Well, kid can't. Yeah, the kid was able to get them. I mean, everybody was. And in, and uh, let's see. Uh, and in the morning, the desert, the camp was... Uh, wet with dew. And when the dew disappeared later on in the morning, it left a thin white flake that covered the ground like frost. Now watch this. When the people of Israel, they said to one another, what is it? Now that's, the, that's what manna means. What is it? <laughs> I don't know, but it tastes pretty good. <laughs> what is it? Now remember the Lord talked about trusting him. Watch this. And Moses said, it's the food Jehovah has given you. Now matter of fact, they kept the tablets of stone in the Ark of the Covenant, which they're going to build in two or three chapters later. And they had a piece of this manna was in there. Jehovah said it's for everyone as much as needed for his household, about two quarts for each person. In other words, much as needed. You don't have to just say, God's only going to give me one miracle, so I better get it all because tomorrow it'll be gone. No, the next day it's going to be there. We can just relax. You're going to get more miracles. The next day you're going to be okay. Watch this, though. The people don't do that. They're still scared. So the people of Israel went out and they gathered it, some getting more, some getting less before it melted the ground. And there was just enough for everyone. Those who gathered more had nothing left over, and those who gathered little had no lack. Each home had just enough. And I want to point out that Paul referenced this in 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and 9, whatever. The story that never happened. No, it did happen. Look what Moses said. Moses told him, don't leave it overnight. But of course, some of them wouldn't listen. That's because they cannot believe the Lord will help them the next day. He will help you the next day. If you get over some big pain in your arm, I'm just making this up, and all of a sudden it's like, man, that pain's gone. All of a sudden, your leg hurts. You should immediately remember what happened here, he'll do here. He'll fix that too. You're going to be okay. You don't have to cut deals with the Lord. Lord, this is my cross to bear. I know you helped me 10 years ago in something, and I, it's okay. He will help you. You're not going to break heaven. Anyway, but of course, some of them wouldn't listen. They left it until morning. When they looked at it, it was, it was full of maggots. and had a terrible odor. Wow. Anyway, Moses was angry with them. So they gathered the food morning by morning, each home according to its need. And when the sun became very hot upon the ground, the food melted and disappeared. On the sixth day, there was twice as much as usual. Uh, anyway, you could pick up all you wanted on the sixth day because the next day was uh, the Sabbath, whatever. And he told them, because the Lord is appointed tomorrow as a day of seriousness and rest, a holy Sabbath to the Lord, we must refrain from doing our daily tasks. So cook as much as you want from day to day and keep what's left over. And the next morning, the food, look at this. 
Can you imagine that? Well, every other day when you tried to pull this off, it was rotten, had maggots in it. But on the Sabbath, <laughs> still smells good. That's because the Lord keeps his word. You know, it's so funny. Well, look at this. Uh, I think it's coming up here. And we miss it because we hear so much about evolution and stuff. Listen, God, no matter what people say, God created the heavens and the earth in six days. And on the seventh day, he said, I'm going to take a break. <laughs> you know, he did it in six days. He really did. Okay. Oh, there will be none for you on that day. You don't even, but you'll have some the day before if you picked it up. Some people went out anyway. Hold the Sabbath. There wasn't any. Look at this. The Lord says, how long are these people going to refuse to obey me? The Lord said. Don't they realize I'm giving them twice as much on the sixth day? They'll be enough for two days? Wow. The Lord has given you the seventh day, a day of rest. Stay in your tents. Don't go pick up food that day. So the people rested on the seventh day. Let me close this out. The food became known as manna, meaning, what is it? Oh, that's a real high-tech spiritual word. <laughs> manna, that's all I always heard. I didn't know it was called, what is it? And remember, part of the what is it was my practice to trust the Lord every day. It's going to be there. Do you know this happened for over 40 years? They got all, as soon as they stepped foot in the promised land, guess what? There was no more manna. You know why? Because God gave them everything in the promised land instantly. They had Jericho. They had this. They had wine. They had, it was almost like inheriting Baton Rouge, Louisiana. They just like... This is mine. I'll take that house over there. That's what he told him. You'll come into houses that weren't yours. You'll come into farms that weren't yours. <sighs> wow. Anyway, here we go. Last few verses here. It was white like coriander's, coriander seed, flat, tasted like honey bread. And Moses gave them these further instructions. They were to take two quarts of it and kept as a museum specimen forever. See why it's important to study the Bible? They had to go to the museum. What's in there, mommy? That's mine. What's that about? Well, let me tell you the story. And let me tell you how stupid I was. <laughs> What'd you do, Mommy? Well, I was, you know me, I'm a pack rat. I went out there and, and, and I thought I had enough. You know, I was trying to beat out my neighbor over there. And I opened my cabinet and there were maggots everywhere. Oh, yuck. And it stunk. Oh, man, it stunk like crazy. So I learned what? To trust the Lord. Anyway, so that later generations can see the bread the Lord had fed them with. And when he brought them out of Egypt. Do you see how far away we've gotten away from this? Man. Anyway, Moses told Aaron to get a container, put two quarts of manna in it, keep it in a sacred place from generation to generation. Aaron did this as the Lord instructed. Here it is. Eventually it was kept in the ark, which was made about three or four weeks later. Okay. Look at this. The people ate, the people of Israel ate the manna 40 years until I mean, God is so faithful. Wow. Man. But of course, this was fake. No, it wasn't either. And there it is, like I said. They ate it for 40 years till they got the promised land where there were crops to eat. They didn't farm it. The omer, the container used to measure the manna, held about two quarts and it's approximately a tenth of a bushel. Okay, we'll pick up next time if that's what we do next time. But anyway, praise the Lord. Father, we just thank you for your word today. We thank you. If we're not feeling good, we're not going to be silly like some of these people. Where we're going to trust you and you'll take care of whatever pain might be hurting us. Oh, if it's related to money or whatever, we're not worried about that. You'll provide that money for us. And if it's some other problem, I didn't even mention it. It doesn't matter. Look how great you are. You'll get us out of that trouble. So, Lord, that doesn't leave anything left. But for us to tell others from generation to generation, as you said here, the great things the Lord has done in our life. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah.